Welcome to Work Experience Podcast, the podcast that tries to explore the unlikely relationship between today's church and young people. Welcome, my name is Braden French. I am your host. I'm the Youth Ministry Coordinator for the Uniting Church in Victoria and Tasmania, and I'm super excited you're here today. Now, up front, today's episode is a little different. Normally, we would dive into the emails. We might turn to the library and find what books I'm reading and what books I think you should be reading. But our meeting today is with a guy from America, and the conversation is so exciting, so rich and relevant and challenging that I wanted to allow the entire episode for you guys to hear the extended chat. I didn't have to cut anything out. As Matt shares a bit of his story and his ministry and how it's relevant, I think, to the conversations we're having here at Work Experience Podcast and in your churches, particularly around young people and gaming culture. That's our topic today. So without further ado, I'm going to throw over to the chat I had with Pastor Susie. I'm really excited about our next guest on Work Experience Podcast. Pastor Susie is a gamer all the way from the States. Pastor Susie, do you want to say hello to everyone here? Hello, everyone. I am super incredibly honored to be here with you, Brayden. Thank you for this opportunity. As a gamer pastor in the gaming community, I love to be able to share what we do with the world because it's a little bit different than your typical church. So again, Brayden, just thank you for having me here. I'm looking forward to it, man. Not a problem. No, we're stoked that you're here. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are, and then we're going to get into this whole gamer pastor thing? Sure thing. My name is Pastor Susie. In real life, I go by Matt Souza. I am incredibly honored to have been married to Amanda for five years. We met at North Point Bible College. We both graduated with a uh, biblical degree from Bible College. My wife studied uh, worship ministries with a Bible degree, and I studied pastoral ministries with a Bible degree as well. We have been married five years now. We are both 27 and 26, and we just recently moved for the first time ever out of New England to Virginia in the United States to start our first physical location for our church. We currently do not have any children because right now the church is our baby. (laughs) And we love it, and we're incredibly excited to do what God's called us to do. And again, just really glad to be here. Yeah, no, that's great. Now, we're going to talk a bit about Uh, your ministry, both online and in person. But uh, for some of our audience, some of the language and technologies we'll refer to are going to be a little bit foreign. So do you want to give us the 101 on Twitch and maybe even Discord if we get to that? Sure. Twitch and Discord, really those two programs, really sum up our ministry and our church as a whole. So essentially, Twitch is an interesting concept to many people. It is a website where lots of video games are being played, but here's what makes it interesting. It's actually not a website where people go to play video games. It's a website where people go to watch somebody else play video games. And that seems very bizarre at first. People are like, why in the world would people waste their time watching somebody else play video games? But for us as gamers, because we just love different hobbies than a lot of other people, we ask ourselves, why do millions of people sit down and watch other people play football? And essentially, the concept is the same. It's something we enjoy. But what really draws people to Twitch is that Twitch, the way it works, is you're going to see full screen in the screen. You're going to see the gameplay. In the bottom left, you're going to see a video cam of the broadcast. You're going to see their face. You're going to hear their voice. And there's a chat box where the people in real time can interact with the broadcaster. And while he's playing video games, you can ask him a question, and he will respond. And when I first found this website, 
I saw someone by the name of Summit 1G who had 25,000 people watching him. Now, remember, this is not YouTube. It's not pre-recorded. They were watching him live, 25,000 people. And I just asked myself, what would happen if this guy was sharing the gospel to all these people right now? And Twitch is a great opportunity to connect and build community on Twitch live on the internet because these gamers, they're sitting alone in their room and Twitch is an opportunity for them to be engaged with other people because now they don't have to be alone while they're playing video games. They can be in the chat interacting with a broadcaster and discord is a program where really without it, I would not be able to consider our church a church where people are having fellowship. People are having Bible studies. People are having uh, small groups. And really what it is, it is both a voice chatting and a text chatting program where anyone from anywhere in the world can log in at any time and they can jump into rooms and voice chat with other people. They can video chat with people, which is how we do our experience groups, our small groups. 12 people meet every week to learn God's word better together. But also it's just an opportunity for people to just Text chat. They can send pictures, share funny moments, talk about life. It's a great community building program. We've got about a 2,100 people who every single day log on after work, after their kids have been put to bed and just spend time with other people in the community. It's a great opportunity for fellowship. Awesome. Thank you. That's, that's really helpful. And I found the easiest way for our audience is to actually just log on and, and begin to, to explore and to click on things and listen and tune in. You can't really break it. And just to find what you like and, and, and connect, I, I really encourage people. It was, it was great fun. And that's how we uh, stumbled across uh, your channel. So let's talk a little bit more about what you're doing. Here at the podcast, uh, the listeners get work experience with me, the Youth Minister for the United Church in Victoria, sure. Tasmania. What would work experience with you look like? So normal week for me consists of a lot of things because really – I, I almost consider myself to be a bivocational pastor. If you don't know what the word bivocational means, it's almost a pastor that really has another job on the side. And what I mean by that is, so I pastor the church, which has a lot of responsibilities that are similar to your normal lead pastor, training leadership, having meetings, uh, meetings with your, your leaders, a typical weekly staff meeting, preparing sermons, uh, pastoral care, praying with people. Obviously, when we're meeting with people who are in crisis, uh, it's doing, you know, it's done via video chat. Sometimes we've literally been voice chatting with people while they're in the hospital, but we're talking on the phone. So like virtual hospital visits. So a lot of those things are, are very similar. Right now, for example, we are planning for, and fundraising for our physical location. So those are things that I'm heading up, casting vision, sharing those to the world, creating videos, different things like that. So a lot of those are very similar to your normal lead pastor kind of position. But what makes what I do very unique is that a large part of my responsibility, about 35 hours a week, is that I am on this website, twitch.tv. I am on this website broadcasting with the people. What that looks like is for hours a day, I am just streaming and playing video games, but all while I'm doing it, sharing the gospel with people that have never heard of it. We have people from around the world, people who are atheists, people from other religions, Muslims, people who do not believe in God at all, agnostic people coming in and just asking questions. Last night, we spent about an hour with a guy that didn't believe in God, just asking real genuine questions. Why do we need salvation? And we're just able to talk about Christ, talk about the need for forgiveness of our sins, talk about God in heaven. And while I'm playing these games, we're accomplishing so much. We're sharing the gospel. We're helping encourage people that are going through a hard time. We're praying for them. 
We've got people that are a part of our church who just started reading the Bible two days ago, and it's really beneficial for them because they're able to sit down and pick their pastor's brain for like six, seven hours a day and be like, Pastor Susie, you told me to start reading the Bible. I did. I read this verse. I have no idea what it means. Can you explain it to me? And right then and there, we're having conversations about it. Throughout the week, I do multiple things where every Monday at three o'clock, we do leadership training for anyone that wants to come learn. I really am passionate about the way that we're going to reach 2.2 billion gamers is not going to happen by one man. It's going to happen by a multitude of people, God raising up an army. So we want to do our best to invest in the gaming community. We share stories every single Tuesday of testimonies of people that have given their lives to follow Christ through the ministry. Uh, every Friday, we do something called Real Talk, where people are coming in and just for an hour straight, again, just I go full screen. I even stop playing the game. I just completely just designate all my attention to answering questions, encouraging people. And all throughout the rest of the week, kind of in those in-between moments, there's lots of entertainment happening. There's, you know, we're sharing jokes, we're dancing around, we're having fun, we're playing video games. And although Twitch is an entertainment industry, it's not meant for church, it's not meant for ministry. We, we interweave a lot of entertainment and, and, you know, video games as a way to introduce the gospel. Although technically my job, how I make my salary is not by being a pastor, it is by being an internet broadcaster. I have not signed up to be an entertainer. I'm using entertainment to introduce the gospel. I'm a minister of the gospel. And if we're not careful, those lies, those lines can really get skewed. But on a weekly basis, we're encouraging people, sharing the gospel, discipling people, all while playing video games, which is really what makes my day-to-day a lot different than your, your typical pastor. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I mean, my penguin points on your channel would tell me how oh, long yeah. I've been watching for. But <laughs> I've sat often at around, it's around midday over here that you're doing your evening streams. Sure. Um, my boss keeps walking in and saying, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, it's research. And you're playing games, sometimes uh, World of Warcraft or Spider-Man. Yep. Uh, but you're chatting with people in the chat. You're answering found questions around suffering, around crisis. There's games, there's like soundtracks going on, there's special effects, everything going on at once. And, and you're just there in the middle of this shepherding a community. And, mm. and I mean, the numbers are crazy. Uh, I, again, there's at any time, there seems to be around 100 and, and then up from there, people interacting. But according to Twitch, over 330,000 people have connected directly with your channel. Yes, it's been incredible over the past almost four years, yeah. 330,000. And it's, we've just shared the gospel with hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And I know that it shows that about 100 people are watching at a time. And it'll stay around that same number the entire three, four, sometimes up to you know 24-hour streams that I'm doing. But the amazing privilege that Twitch gives us is, for example, Braden, you might watch yourself for you know 30 minutes, but you don't have seven hours to sit down and watch me. So the reality is you're in for a little bit, but even though you've left, somebody's now come in and filled your yeah. spot. So that number 100 stays around there. So in any given day, we've ministered to about 800 people, and it's just an incredible privilege every day, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. 35 hours a week just streaming. That sounds like a full-time gig. And then you're doing that on top of all this ministry as, as a pastor of the community. That's incredible, man. Okay, so a couple of questions. For a guy who, according to the Washington Post article, I mean, you grew up as a gamer. This sounds like the dream gig. Like this sounds <laughs> like, 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 how did this happen? How did, how did you end up? Because uh, I mean, 10 years ago, this wouldn't have been possible. 
This no, 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 no. Yeah. You would have told someone this, like the technology. We couldn't have ever imagined this. So how did this come to being? Well, you're 100% right about one thing, Braden. It is the dream job. I am incredibly blessed and privileged to be able to do what I do. And obviously, although there's a lot of excitement and fun, you know, behind the streaming aspect of it, but I think any pastor would admit that pastoring is definitely one that does not come without its worries and without its struggles. But even with all of that, the difficulties of ministry, man, it is such an honor and privilege to serve people. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, dude. And I say this all the time that I would be, I would be actually said it yesterday. Someone was asking me, I would be so blessed that the Lord would allow me to pastor the same group of people for the rest of my life. And even if that came a day where, you know, maybe the, you know, the church grows and my position changes to where maybe I'm not even streaming because a lot of people think, well, of course you have the dream job. You get to play video games and stream and make income off of it. I'm like, yeah, that's fun and exciting. But the dream for me is being able to help gamers experience new life through Christ, whether that involves streaming and playing video games or whether it just involves sitting down with a cup of coffee with one person. That's the dream. And I am so blessed to be able to do what I do. But how it all started was really about five years ago when my wife and I graduated from uh, Bible college. And I think every student has the uh, the hope after they've graduated of just, you know, getting into ministry, working at a church and yeah. being able to survive financially off of doing you know the work of the ministry. And we were blessed that shortly after college, we were able to do that. We were working in a local church, a small church in Connecticut called Cornerstone Church. And we love our pastor, Pastor Chris. And all while we were working there, honestly, this dichotomy of, of my personality, Braden, began to create an inward identity issue for me. And what I mean by that is I was a pastor by day and a gamer by night. And because of this negative connotation that the world has about gaming, you know, when people hear about gamers, their first thought is, oh my goodness, you must be super intelligent and super successful. <laughs> and the reality is that you know, there's a negative connotation about, you know, irresponsibility and immaturity and living in your mom's basement till you're 30. And obviously as a gamer myself, I'll be honest that although it's not all true, some of it is definitely deserved and some of it is earned that there is a lot of that going on in the gaming community. And that's why we hope that with our mission is to love people the way that they are, but love them too much to let them stay the same and take them through a process of discipleship where they understand responsibilities and video games do not have to be enemies. But because people a lot of times think that became an identity issue for me, that what are people going to think of me as one of their, you know, associate pastors? What are they going to think if they find out to play video games, man? Like I'm, I'm a suit and tie on Sunday morning and I've got my gamer nerdy headset that you know, the audience listening right now can't see, but I've got it on. What are they going to notice what happens when I take off my Clark Kent outfit and I'm a secret nerd behind the scenes and really became an issue for me where God began to really help me understand my identity is not found in the fact that I'm a gamer. It's found in the fact that I'm a child of God and that he loves me just the way that I am, even if I'm a big nerd that loves to play video games. And that on, not only did God accept me the way that I am, but that God actually wanted to use me the way that I was to make a difference in people's lives. And I started asking myself, Brayden, if I'm feeling this identity struggle about video games and everything and I feel isolated, I wonder how many people in the world are feeling this way. I started doing some research to see that gamers every year accumulate a total sum of 1.56 trillion hours playing video games, 30 billion hours every week. And you see those numbers and you begin to ask yourself, okay, these gamers are clearly not spending time in our coffee shops. They're not hanging out in our public stores, you know, building relationships. They're definitely not hanging out in local churches. They are sitting alone in their rooms like I do playing video games. And I begin to pose myself the question, how do we get the gospel to people who don't leave their house? 
How can we communicate to them the truth that saved us, that transformed our lives? How do we get that information to people who don't leave their house? Begin to do research, which back then was almost five years ago. The gaming community was made up of about 1.2 billion gamers worldwide. Washington Post just put out new stats that five years later, it has grown an entire billion people to 2.2 billion gamers, people that have started playing Fortnite. People that are, you know, a lot of parents are nowadays, they are beginning to not let their kids spend too much time outside. I don't know how much, I don't know what it is in Australia, but in the States, you know, the world's getting more dangerous. And the reality is a lot of parents are keeping their kids inside. And when they're inside, there's There's not many options to do. One of the big ones is to play video games. Gaming is becoming a part of our culture. They just released the first ever professional game on the ESPN magazine, Ninja. He is a gamer. Gaming is up and rising. You begin to realize that the need is so there. And I began to ask myself, God, how can we reach them? And that was when I stumbled across twitch.tv. I'd never heard of it. You're right. 10 years ago, this never would have worked because 10 years ago, Twitch didn't exist. Mm. And I just stumbled across Twitch. And just like I said, that guy had 25,000 viewers. And I asked myself, Lord, can you imagine if he was sharing the gospel? Can you imagine if he was just teaching about the things of God, helping people understand their value, their opportunity, forgiveness of their sins? And I just tried it. I said, somebody's got to try this. Literally, Braden went out. I didn't have a computer, had none of the equipment that you're seeing before you today. Literally had an Xbox, and I went out and bought a, a little cheap, inexpensive camera. Had a horrible microphone that did not sound the way that this one sounds. And really just experimented with it. Talked to my wife, honey, I've got an idea. You know, it was nothing that I thought was going to become a full-time job. Said, honey, I've got an idea. Do you mind if I try it out? Do you mind if I give up a few nights a week from us spending time together to just be able to do this? She said, sure, chase your dream. Do it. You know, I see the value in this. And honestly, man, we just started going on and sharing the gospel. And people started giving their lives to follow Jesus. They'd come back again. Be like, I want to learn more. We'd start beginning to disciple them, begin to teach them the things of God. And little by little, the community just grew so much that even my pastor said to me when I, when I came to him and said, I've really, I feel God's calling me to do this full time. He said, I'll be, he said, I'd be lying to you if I didn't see this coming. I see the potential in what you're doing. I see the lives are being changed. And he said, for me to not want you to step down from my staff would be for me to not want the will of God to move forward. And we just begin a journey every day. It took a lot of faith. The finances didn't make sense. The money didn't make sense. But the master said, go. And the servant said, yes. And we went and just began a journey. My wife continued working full time. And just little by little, more and more people, thousands of people just hearing the gospel, many giving their hearts to follow Christ. And through that, on March 24th, 2016, we started God Squad Church, a full-blown church for gamers on Twitch where people come, experience real-life worship, a message just like Jesus did, speaking in terms that people understand. Jesus spoke in parables. When he spoke to the woman at the well, he talked about living water because she was familiar with water. When he spoke to the farmers, he talked in, in, in parables of sowing and reaping because they understood the terminologies. And we share a message every single week using video game analogies to help the Bible make sense to people where people can experience a full-blown church service online and people from all over the world, including Australia, are tuning in. We got people like FPS Shawnee that every single week come and be discipled, come and, and hear about God's word. And really the church started almost as a solution to a problem. Because God had just so far surpassed their expectations to where we had reached so many people that a lot of people around the world who 
didn't have good gospel preaching churches in the area. Church wasn't something that was accessible to them. We said, so what if we created a place where these people could come and experience everything that God has for them? And it has been two years since the church launched. I started my stream about four years ago. But even since the church has launched, we have seen countless people come to give their lives to follow Jesus, people being discipled and people coming to experience through life through Christ. And it's been, it has been much more an incredible experience than we could have ever, ever imagined. Yeah. One of our first episodes, we chatted with a young guy from the Pacific Islands who he produces content uh, through YouTube at the moment, primarily Fortnite and, you know, eight minute packages, well, well produced and stuff. And, and again, tapping into that sense of this is a, this is an industry, this is entertainment. This is using my, my joy and my skills, you know, and creating a community around that. I've told him he's got to get on Twitch. Um, I think his parents want him to get a job, but maybe they could hear this and, you know, it's win-win. And now I've watched you play a few games. If you're like, I'm doing the maths between how, how much time you have in your week that when you're not doing that. And then I see you play these new games like Spider-Man for a good example. And you're really good. Now I open up, (laughs) I open up a new game and I'm terrible. In fact, anyone who's played, I played PUBG a bit on the mobile because I'm, I couldn't play Fortnite on the mobile because it was just too clumsy. And so I play PUBG, but anyone who's played with me, they know I'm terrible. Like, how do you find time to become good at these games so that when you're <laughs> streaming, like, cause no one wants to see someone like a noob stream and just be awful. Of um, course, yeah. I, I'm sure someone's tried that as a gimmick, but I'm sure no one watched. So like, when are you finding time to actually, like, I guess it's like professional development for you, isn't it? Like it's, um, mastering your craft yeah where does that fit in so one or thank you so much for that compliment (laughs) but but to be honest uh to answer your question i I don't and and here's why because normally in a normal streamer's life what they're doing is they want to be live on camera to showcase their best skills being the best of their ability and that's why you see some of these streamers who i mean they just put me to shame their gaming skills far surpass mine because what they're able to do is what you're talking about showcasing their post-practiced experience Mm -hmm. to the world but off stream they're spending hours practicing they're spending hours really getting to know the game studying it learning all the new updates that are coming out the one unfortunate thing about that for me is that normally the hours that gamers would spend streamers would spend practicing i am spend pastoring the church yeah so for me i have had just to come to terms with although i do believe myself to be a pretty decent gamer that i will never be at the top simply because i have to choose between practicing the game pastor in the church. And I believe for my calling in life that God's called me to really pastor the church, allow my gameplay to be good rather than great. And just trust that God's going to make up for that lack. I have been playing video games for a long, long time, especially shooters. So I've got a, I've got a, you know, a good mindset and concept of positioning and all those kind of things. So I can fairly newly pick up a brand new game and be pretty decent at it. But I'll be, I'll be honest. If I had those hours to be able to practice, I'd definitely be able to perform at a higher level. But to answer your question, how do I find time to do all that? I, I don't. <laughs> Between the streaming, pastoring the church, having a wife and having, you know, of course, somewhat of a social life. Yeah, um, yeah. There are certain things that I have to pick and choose. And unfortunately, that's one of them that we just we can't make happen. All right. You're a busy man. And in a moment, I'm going to get, get you to tell people how they can connect and, and 
and suss it out um, and get involved and support. But I think I've got, I've got about six or seven years on you. And so when I grew up, I was at PlayStation 1, Nintendo 64. In fact, sure. I still have a Nintendo 64, really only to play Mario Kart and Golden Ice. The, they the were best, my man. And, and so what, for you, I mean, that, like, you know, computer games are always dodgy. And like, but I mean, now we're in a totally different world. But for you, what was it, what was it growing up? What, what games did you play, you know, when you were an early teenager? Well, sure. Go back. So my, my father, who was definitely not a gamer by any means, but he introduced me to video games. I think my dad, like I said, is not a hardcore gamer, but I think he just saw the potential as a way to just connect with his kids. And I'm so glad that he did. It changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> but really introduced me to the, the NES, the original old oh, nice. Nintendo with like just the first Mario, man. And we would play it for hours and hours and hours. And we would, I must have beat that game a hundred million times because my dad and I would play for a few hours Back then, you couldn't save your progress. So when you shut the console off, you came back and you had to start over. (laughs) So there's certainly, we must have played the first level of that game in a hundred billion times. But it started on the Nintendo from there. My dad got a Sega Genesis. And one of my probably fondest memories of him is playing a game called Kid Chameleon, which is a really, really old, fun game. And then, you know, you just kind of graduate as technology advanced, new things came out. The PlayStation 1, which was a classic PlayStation 2, probably one of my favorites of all time. Like you mentioned, the Nintendo 64, definitely one of my favorites. Banjo-Kazooie and Tui, great games. But there was one console that wasn't very popular that I spent a lot of time playing. I don't know if you've heard of it. The Sega Dreamcast. That is old, old school. There was one fighter game called Power Stone. Really incredible. But then what really, really got me really into hardcore gaming as I became a teenager to realize this was a passion of mine was two games. One of them was RuneScape on the computer, which we had a horrible computer growing up. But RuneScape's graphics are so low. It didn't need it, yeah. It didn't need it. So for me, one game was RuneScape. Another, which is still my favorite game of all time, was Halo on the Xbox One, uh, the X, like the original Xbox yeah, on the 360. Yeah. And I must have, I must have logged in at least, at least a good 3,000 hours into Halo. And really that was my journey. When it came to RuneScape and Halo, those were where I decided, okay, for me, this is something more than just a hobby. I am intrigued and fascinated by the idea of positioning, the ability to excel, the, the ability to express my play style. Cause really in Halo, everybody's got the same weapons and everybody's the same character, but people can play completely differently, which is an expression of their personality, an expression of the way they think I play this way because of these reasons, because this is who I am and being able to express myself through the decisions I made to the, it just fascinated me, man. And till that day, I have never, I've just, I've always loved video games. I've loved the ability to be able to sit down with other people that they understand the way that I think they understand that, that geeky excitement that people get when we talk about it. And so for me, the Xbox and Halo was really the game that put me on a trajectory. And now, you know, now PC games are, you know, they look almost better than real life, which is just insane. (laughs) and there is a there is a small part of our audience that we just took them down memory lane and they are in their sweet spot right now. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to find that old Xbox console, dig it out. Uh, you talked about personality style. I confess that I'm not great with conflict, so I'm the guy that tries to find the sniper and then hide and just you know everything. Wow, what a great way to put that. And just hide and um, yeah, no, you nailed it. All right, look, thank you so much, Matt. But before we go, uh, sure. How can people get involved? Where might they find your channels and your content? Um, if they want to know more, 
and then as well, they can actually support you in your ministry as well. Sure. Well, first, I just want to say thank you again, Braden, for this awesome opportunity. Thank you to those that are listening at home all the way in, across the world, especially in Australia. Best ways to connect with me are definitely come hang out with me. I stream six days a week, Monday through Saturday on twitch.tv slash Pastor Susie. That's Pastor S-O-U-Z-Y. I have a permanent schedule where I'm live always at those times. Come hang out, get some encouragement, hear about God's word, watch some fun gameplay, have a good time. Some people just kind of put earbuds in while they're working. Some people watch them their lunch break. And I don't encourage you, even if you're not a gamer, I believe in our world today, everybody knows a gamer. And can I challenge you to invite some of the people that you might know that maybe are not being exposed to the gospel to head over to that link, come hang out with me six days a week. Another great place to find out just more information about the ministry, but our church is www.godsquadchurch.com. You're going to find our live stream from there, which is twitch.tv slash God Squad Church. And really just my stream and the church website, you're going to be able to find all you need. But then, of course, the social media, everything is just Pastor Susie. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything Pastor Susie. Come learn more. We'd love to get to meet you. If you do come into the chat, please let me know. Say, hey, Pastor Susie, listened to the Work Experience podcast. Yeah. And let me know that you are there. I'd love to shout you out. But one of the ways that people can support the ministry is two major ways. One, please be praying for us. We are navigating through a different form of ministry. It's really never been done using the internet, using video games. And it's something we pray every day. God, give us wisdom. How do we do this better? There is no tutorial. There's no, you know, online gaming church for dummies book that we can read. We are essentially writing it as we go and really relying on the Holy Spirit and be praying for our leadership, be praying for our people, be praying that the light of Jesus Christ would break into a dark, at times depressed, isolated community of people. Be praying for us that God will continue to use us and give us favor to really share his word with people. But two, we are in the process of raising funds for our first physical location for our in Richmond, Virginia, where we can build a gaming center where people from around the world, people from around the area, excuse me, can come after work, come after school, and just fellowship and be together. There's a link in our website, godsquadchurch.com slash waymaker, where people can sign up to give financially if they feel that they want to do so. But either way, come hang out with us on stream. We'd love to get to know you. Those are definitely the best ways to connect. I'm looking forward to meeting some of you guys online. Yeah, that's great. And I, I recommend it, Pastor Susie, your evening streams, nine till midnight over there, uh, coincide over here. They're about 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. So oh, perfect. right across the lunch break. Uh, the church services and the day streams are in the early hours in the morning. But I mean, sermons are available by YouTube and stuff. So, yep. And I mean, there's lots of clips and videos on the Twitch channels. So people can definitely check it out. Uh, Matt, thank you so much. I Great hit you up you. with a random email a couple of weeks ago and you've been so generous with your time and we will be praying for you and you've helped us demystify some of this around gaming. You've helped us reimagine what the church is today and what spaces we should be and where people are. And you've encouraged us and uh, we want to encourage you that uh, to go well and God bless you, man. And you family. You, man. Once again, I want to say thanks to Matt for being so generous with his time and giving us all an insight into his life and ministry and calling. I hope it's provoked some questions. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us, workexperiencepodcast at gmail.com. You can get in touch via Facebook at Work Experience Podcast, which is where we'll also post that Washington Post article that we referred to in the chat. We're going to be back next week and we'll fall back into our regular routine. We'll have some lit or quit We'll check the emails and the library and have more guests as we continue to explore the relationship between church and young people, 
in our Australian context and hear from voices all over the place that will shape our learning together. Thanks for tuning in. I've been your host, Braden French. I still will be tomorrow. And we'll be back next week with another episode of Work Experience Podcast.